Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. I started this YouTube channel in April of 2019, and it was all about what I was involved in in that time, and that was real estate. Uh, as it evolved in November, I switched from real estate to investing. I am still a real estate agent, but I made my living as a financial advisor. And I, and I just felt that I felt more comfortable in the financial planning um, or financial space. I've grown the channel to where we're approaching 55,000 subscribers and about a million views a month basically by doing what everybody else does, and that is using the words Tesla or Market Crash or Apple or Amazon or penny stocks or day trading. I never got to day trading in my titles and my uh, thumbnails to get you to come to the channel. And I, I feel good about that, but I don't feel good about it. Um, I, I, I think where I want to take this, no, I know where I want to take this channel is not about what stock to buy today and at what price. Uh, I don't know that. Um, what I do know how to do, though, is to build wealth and to use the stock market and use real estate and use other credit as a means of building wealth. And that's where I want to take the channel. I, I, this was driven home to me. I'm watching a, a hour and a half uh, video by uh, Kurl Sokoloff interviewing Stanley Brunkenmiller. Carl is about 67. No, Carl is about 72 years old and Stanley is about 67 years old. And they're two very successful investors who have made their living uh, timing the market and for the most part in the bond market. They openly say they're not comfortable in the equity markets because it is distorted uh, by algorithms. It's distorted by retail investors. That's you and I. And so they like to make their money uh, both for the most part, shorting the bond market. And I don't know a lot about that. But what I heard them say that I that really drove home to me, they made the statement that Las Vegas casinos operate on a 25 to 30% profit margin. That means that 70% of the wagers that are made at Las Vegas are winning wagers. Yet, 90% of the people who walk out of the casino every day have lost money. 70% of the wagers are winning wagers, yet 90% of the people who leave the casino every day are losers. This is the same in the stock market, and it's because we aren't willing to do the work to put ourselves in a position to be a winner. We want to come to a YouTube channel and have Carrie tell you when to buy Amazon, when to sell Amazon, and at what price. No, 
I'm not going to do that because I'm not qualified to do it. What I am qualified to do is to help you build wealth, help you build wealth so that you can pass something more than debt or a a small penance onto your heirs and make little or no difference in your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, and your great-great-grandchildren's lives. That's the role I want to play. So I'm going to ask you in that regard, do not send me statements that say, I've been watching this four-letter stock that's selling for 87 cents, and I think it's going to be it's going to explode over the next two years. I don't want to do that. I don't have a staff of 57 people to research your information and give you a good answer. And I'm not going to spend my time doing that. I'm watching this video, uh, this hour and a half video, and it will take me two days to, to watch that video and understand it completely because I'm willing to do the work because I think that uh, these two guys can teach me something. So that's where I'm at at this point. And that's where I need you to know what I need you to know. I also am saying I don't know that there's a million people out there that are willing to put forth the work and educate themselves like I want to help them get educated to become subscribers to my channel. So I'm kind of putting that million subscriber goal on a back burner for right now. It's not that important to me. What's important to me is to build a following of people who really want to understand the market and make money in the market. So today's video is seven reasons why you shouldn't get involved with IPOs. That's the kind of thing that I want to teach you. I want to tell you what to avoid and why, why to avoid it, and then at the same time teach you what you should be investing in and how you should be investing in it and what kind of tax situation you should structure your investments into and what kind of trusts and tax-advantaged investments you should put your uh, your, your wealth in so that you can pass it on and yet still have it available to allow you to live the lifestyle that you want. I want to also say every one of you need to have a second gig, uh, a side gig that you can shelter money and build your wealth. You should strive for what I call uh, mailbox checks. Now they're, they're delivered over the internet, but checks that just generate income from you for you. This is a mailbox check for me. This is the book that I wrote. I've written four books, and they generate me somewhere in the neighborhood of a thousand to a thousand five hundred dollars a month. I do nothing for them other than to tell you you need to read them. So let's let's talk about IPOs and why you shouldn't invest in IPOs. The average investor can't buy an IPO at its initial offering price because you don't have a strong enough relationship with a 
brokerage house who is marketing that or who has an allocation of those shares. So you don't actually get an opportunity to buy that stock until it hits the secondary market. And that is that it's open to everybody. Well, if it's really a good buy, the privileged buyers buy it at the initial offering price, and then the not-so-privileged buyers, and that's not you yet, bid it up, and it can, they can bid it up 100% like we've seen, we saw in Snowflake before you ever have an opportunity to buy it. So you're not one of the privileged class. You're not one of the people who are, op- who are given an invitation to come to the store before the grand opening. You're not a part of that. So why would you want to get into it after it's already been bid up to a price that is above what its intrinsic value is, what its only those people who see the bright, shiny object and say, I want some of that. I want some of that. And I'll pay an exorbitant price for it. So why would you want to get involved in that? As a result of this, reason number two, most IPOs underperform their benchmark. That is to say, they underperform over a years time, two, three years time, those other stocks in their category, in their situation, they underperform them. So you go in knowing that you have a potential of buying and a probability of buying a stock that is going to underperform comparable stocks that you could buy that are already on the market that you can do good research on and understand them. Reason number three, they are driven by emotion. They are bright, shiny objects that you see and say, this is my opportunity to get on the ground floor. You're not getting in on the ground floor. You're getting in way up. Because again, you are not one of the privileged investors who are, come, who are invited to come in and buy it at the initial offering price. So you get involved in emotion. And I think one of the best examples of emotion is Nicola. Now, I don't know that Nicola might turn out to be something um, worth something. But right now, we know what's, if you're paying attention, we know what's going on. There was just a article exposed this morning that the General Motors Nikola deal has not closed yet. In fact, it doesn't have to close until September the 30th. All the hype and all the fraud and all the froth and all the whipped cream and all the sparkles and the cherry on the top are just that, fluff and cherries on the top. Potentially, it could still be something, but we know the founder resigned. What's that all about? That was an IPO that you wanted to get involved with. There are too many of those. There are too many of pets.com. We have a surge in the IPO market right now that is going to surpass the IPO market 
of 1999-2000, which, wait a second, that just preceded the dot-com bubble. We're challenging the number of IPOs that were issued in the dot-com bubble. Should that turn a light on in your head? I think maybe. Valuation still matters. This is one, two, three. Reason number four of seven. Hot IPOs get outrageous valuations. Valuations that they have to grow into. So that means that once that stock gets into the secondary market and analysts get a opportunity to really analyze it and give you good solid information as to what the true value of it is, that's when the reckoning day starts to happen and the, the, the price of the stock starts coming down and that's why reason number two occurs, they do not meet the, their benchmark um, performance. Reason number five, the IPO seldom has real-world valuation. Again, it's full of whipped cream, sparkles, and cherries on top. And through your emotion, you just want to be a part of it, not because you're trying to build wealth, but because you're trying to get rich quick without putting in the work and doing the studying and knowing what is really going on with this stock and what its potential is relative to the competition that it's going to go up against. And in this world we're in today, it's not only the competition that it's going to go up against, it's the giants that it's going to compete with, who with a stroke of a pen can decide we want to go in that market too and we don't want to buy them, we want to replace them. And so the potential for success is extremely limited. And you, unless you know something that nobody else knows, unless you have some inside information, you don't stand a chance. Research, reason number six, research is still important. In order to succeed at the casino and not be one of the 90% walking out that lost money, you have to know more than the other people walking out, the other 90 members of the 90%, and you have to be a part of the 10%. Well, how do you become part of the 10% in Las Vegas. You become a damn good poker player. You become a damn good blackjack player. In fact, you get to where you can count cards and the casino throws you out because they know you have an unfair advantage on them. That's where you got to get in the stock market. That's why the video that I'm watching with uh, Curl Sokoloff and Stanley Drunkenmiller 
That's why they pay, play in the bond market. Because they have built a knowledge base and an understanding of that market that most retailers don't want to get involved in, that most algorithm builders don't want to get involved in. So they have a knowledge that no one else has. They're not playing the slot machines. They're not playing the roulette table. They're playing poker. And they're putting themselves in direct competition, not with the casino and not with the dealer, but with other players because they have more knowledge. And that's how you need to expose yourself to the stock market. The other thing you need to know is that with an IPO, there is what is called a lockdown period. And that lockdown period usually ranges anywhere from 90 days to 365 days. And that is to say, if you are an insider, an owner, an employee, you can't sell your stock for anywhere from 90 days to 365 days. You better, if you are tend to, if you want to be an investor in this IPO, you better know what that lockdown period is. Because when these insiders and owners who are who have been involved in a IPO reaches that lockdown period and they have seen their stock value go from $10 to $1,500, maybe that's a little exaggerating, they're going to sell. And when they sell, that stock starts to tumble because now this the algorithm knows where that lockdown period is. And it's watching. And it knows where your stop-loss orders are and you start seeing the cascade. Well, now, if you aren't paying attention, and if you aren't an expert on this, you become a casualty. So, that's why I say the key to investing in the stock market is know what you're buying, and specialize in an, in an area. Much as, as, as Curl and Stanley have specialized in bonds, and then they even specialized even further in shorting bonds so that they knew before anybody else what was going to happen when the Fed lowered interest rates or when the Fed raised interest rates or when the dollar was losing value relative to the Swiss franc. They knew what the next consequence was going to be. I don't know that market. They do. What I know and what I have studied is demographics, geopolitical situations, artificial intelligence, and who owns the data and how that data is going to affect the world that I am going to live in. What the future is likely to bring as a result of the geopolitical situation that we're in as a result of artificial intelligence and machine learning, what is the future going to bring? And so that's how I invest and thus invest 
only in companies that I think are going to change the way I live. Then what I do is take the profits that I make, and I'm not looking for an exorbitant profit. I would rather hold those profits in such a way that I get to keep all of them, meaning that I don't give 15 to 33 to 40 percent of them in taxes. If I can do that, I don't need the bright, shiny objects that are going to explode. If then, if my goal beyond that is to pass that asset and that wealth onto my heirs, now I need to know how to structure my estate planning, how to use life insurance, not only to protect me and Nita, but to pass additional life insurance onto my heirs. This is financial planning. This is wealth management. This is not reckless, abandoned investing. And I'm just afraid that if I truly want to reach a million subscribers, that's what I have to subscribe to. I have to subscribe to doing a YouTube channel on reckless abandoned investing. I have to talk about things like workhorse. I have to talk of th- things like Nicola. Or I have to talk about lemonade or open door. I don't want to do that. I want to help you, first of all, Decide what you want to invest in and then study it and learn it and become part of the 10% that walk out of the casino with profits and not part of the 90% who are losers and still keep coming back. I don't want to be a part of that. So if that disappoints you, go find somebody else. Okay, I can live on the 50,000, the 55,000, the 100,000. I can, and when I say live, I'm not talking financial. It's pissing me off that some of you think I'm trying to manipulate the market. Get the hell off my channel. I'm not that kind of person, and you're insulting me, and if you were standing in front of me, I'd punch you in the knows. I'm not that kind of person. I'm entirely opposite that. I want to help you. If you don't want my help, get the hell off my channel. Get out of my backyard. Okay. I'm glad I got that off my chest, and I'm glad I expressed to you what I am all about. I want to build a tribe. I want that tribe to be people who align with my objectives, with my goals for you. If you want to be a part of that, go to bestofusinvestors.com. Sign up there. Give me your name and your email address. And I will send you a letter every morning that the market is open, expressing my opinions, my ideas, sharing information that other uh, tribe members share with me. 
Beyond that, then we have a discord. I call the discord our village. My ambition for that village is to create Best of Us Investors University, where I can share and you can share and others can share their knowledge to help you create wealth. I can't do a video on estate planning here. It's too deep a subject, too long a subject. You need to want to watch it real bad to see it. And you need to be in a position in your life to watch it. I want to do videos on life insurance. I want to do videos on long-term care insurance. I want to do in videos on disability insurance. I, I, I want to do videos on foundations. There's some of you out there who need a charitable foundation. Very few of you. But I want those who don't know that they need it, that they, how they can do it. I want to do interviews with bankers so that you can feel comfortable going into your banker and asking the questions that I ask in the video. I want to do a video with my good friend, Mike, who is one of the best immigration attorneys in the United States, because I know some of you can learn from it and, be, and benefit from it and make your lives better because Mike explained something to you that you didn't know that might speed up your process to become an American citizen. That's what I want to do with Best of Us Investors University. So, I feel good about what I just did. I feel my, I'm going to see my subscribers go down a bit, but that's okay. That's okay. I want people who want what I have to offer. Tune in tomorrow for the next episode.